And of course, after two days of training camp, Carson Wentz is already hurt, and there's quarterback questions in Indianapolis. Already. Stop, bro. <laughs> already. Out five to 12 weeks, was uh, came out today, requires surgery, and the to remove a bone. I don't really know many. I didn't know that part. Nah, yeah, there's apparently it stems back from like a high school injury, they said. It could go all the way back to that. He aggravated. Oh. And then non contact injury in training camp. Our quarterback's out for five to 12 weeks. Oh, you think it's Easton time or not? <laughs> it is Easton time. It's his time to shine. Hey, Easton, he, he got starting reps on Friday. I mean,. I, I kind of I believe in him. Watching his film from college, yes, he did transfer and whatever. People don't people doubt him a lot. Actually, I saw that on TikTok today that people actually doubt Jacob Eason. I didn't even know people even really understood who Jacob Eason was. But I mean, it's easy to doubt him. He hasn't played a snap in the NFL. Like, yeah, you haven't seen him. Simply go look on YouTube. Watch his. Uh, it's like the strongest arm in college highlights or whatever. And his throws are nasty. I mean, he's making um, crazy throws that you could see. I mean, like even throws like Patrick Mahomes are throwing. Like, just Yeah, that's one of his biggest strengths throws. coming out of college was his big arm. That's why the Colts loved him. And I've been seeing – I hate whenever I see on, like, Instagram and stuff, people are like, Sam Ellinger time. Man, Sam Ellinger is not starting over Jacob Eason. No way. No, nah, it's, and it's Jacob I, Eason's spot right now. This morning, I took, like, a lot of time. I drove up to India today, and I was, like, for the whole two-hour drive there and back, I was listening to the Colts podcast of every player talk, and I heard Jacob Eason talk, and he looked – he sounded pretty confident. He, I mean, he obviously, he's, like, got the Colts culture, you know, just day-by-day yeah. day type of thing. But he really sounds comfortable, I feel like. Um, but – and I listened to – what was his name? Brett Hundley? his name? Yeah, the guy we signed. Yeah, we signed him, and basically he said he came in, and he's just trying to help them out because none of them have a snap. He's technically a veteran, been in for seven years, but he came from Arizona, and hopefully he can help him out. I don't know, but nah, we listen. Let's get Corbin's thoughts first on Jacob Eason. Uh, it's hard to gauge because just because you haven't seen anybody, that's why. Like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if it's 100 percent Eason's job. I know, like. You guys aren't that high on Ellinger, but I mean, it's like we haven't seen either of them take any snaps in the pros. Yeah, obviously, like obviously, uh, Eason's taking the first string snaps right now. But I mean, it's I think it's really going to come down to once they get in like that game feeling preseason. You don't know one of them might ball out, and you know that might like it up. But uh, I mean, it's like one of those things though. Like everybody's got a chance. Like Brady was a you know seventh round pick, and if. Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, he would never got that chance. So you never know. You can't say for like a fact that neither one of them has a chance at being good. So right, there's like, and I don't know. It's one of those things. If if we're if Carson Wentz can't play for the first, you know, what however many games at the beginning, it's gonna be rocky no matter what. Just because like you know two two not highly drafted quarterbacks, Are but uh, in, you know, yeah, and, throwing, and look at that schedule too. Yeah, look at the def- look at the defenses. That we're gonna have to play the first. I have the first four weeks up there because, in my opinion, and I was wrong about the first opinion that he wouldn't have to have surgery and that it initially wasn't bad. But this is my opinion right now. I don't think he'll miss. I think at max it'll be four weeks because that's already ten oh. weeks from now, and his timetable oh, yeah, is five to twelve. Too. He had the surgery today, 
So yeah. I just I think he's gonna be fine. The Colts are apparently still optimistic. I know that's an easy word to throw around that whole that he's gonna be ready week one. But I feel like they're gonna wanna be able to don't throw him back in there. Don't just nah, throw him. Of course, like, yeah, yeah. Get, when he says he's full 100%, give him another week. That's 100%. what I say. I like that. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, I think it's important to mention that, um, that like, the surgery, requ- like, they, he required surgery, but he didn't have to have surgery. But I think it was just more or less that he didn't want to take the chance. If he doesn't have surgery, he plays week one, he gets hit. Exactly. You know, that might be a whole season. Exactly. So That's this, what Frank Rock said today at practice. Yeah, so I think it was the right move to go ahead and have the surgery because at this point, like I said, still optimistic that he could play week one, probably not likely. I was reading somewhere where it's a very, like, easy procedure. The rehab's kind of rough, so I don't know. It's just going to – I was listening to the Pat McAfee podcast, and they were they were saying, like, how crazy it was to give a timetable of five to 12 weeks because it's such, like, a wide gap in the middle. Well, I think and a lot of it's going to have to do on the rehab process. Yeah, and so that's why it's – and everybody's different. And Carson Wentz is still young enough to where, like, it's usually when you're younger, you can get over injuries a lot faster and whatnot. And He's already came back from a torn ACL. Rehabbing is yeah. nothing to this man. It just sucks that, like, we were having we were having a discussion earlier where we were talking about how he's injury prone or whatever, but it just, like, and how people were like, oh, you know, it was going to happen, but it just sucks that it was non-contact and not even before, not even before you get to preseason. It sucks he's so, even injured in the first place, but I would much rather have it now, now. than well, whenever else. Another thing I was thinking of was this could this is like completely just like I would say almost a conspiracy, but like for example, when Andrew Luck got whenever he was basically done, he had his little snowboarding accident, or whatever, and he didn't want to play football no more. They said. They waited a long time to tell before they, like, for example, they knew that he was going to quit before they told the fans. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if Carson Wentz, they say five to 12 weeks, that's just a, that's just a long gap. window. So I'm wondering if they're just saying that so that people, like, this sounds kind of bad, but, like, maybe it might be 12 weeks, and they just want the ticket sales to go up for week five through 11. Yeah, like, I saw something like that today, too. I don't know. Um... It's just, it's just annoying that. Granted, it's probably not a minor. It's not a major injury. It's pretty minor, but there's going to be rehab. But it just really sucks that Carson doesn't have this whole training camp now. He had two days of training camp, and those two days, I was reading tweets. I was looking at film. We all saw the pass to Pascal. He was looking good. He was progressing. He was getting the offense. And then now he's not going to have any training camp. No preseason. It's just annoying that we even have to go through this. It's just crazy how it can change. Over one over one day, I'm confident in the Colts though because I know Wentz is out, but really, I think it's a good thing because not really a good thing, but like it's not the worst case scenario ever. Yeah. Because I like our backups. I it's not someone such as Hasselback where you have this is untapped people like these are people that have never really shown themselves in like NFL. Like we and got Sam Ellinger, Jacob Eason. Like this could this could potentially show. Who's a great player? And if they say they do play pretty well, you maybe trade bait in the future so that we can get a better player. Yeah, I think I think Sam Ellinger is going to have a lot of good reps in preseason. I think him and obviously him and Jacob Eason are going to go just back and forth. I don't know what to expect from El- I don't I'm know really what to expect from Jacob, either one of them. <laughs> but like Ellinger, I'm really wondering because I, I hear a lot of good things about him. But offense. when I watch film, 
it's just like I don't. I watch Jacob Easton on film. I'm like, holy shit. But then when I watch Sam Ellinger, it's like, oh, he's a good quarterback. Like, I don't know. I could be completely wrong because I bet you Tom Brady's film from college wasn't the most insane either. But yeah, Ellinger was just like so productive in college. He's like one of the like as far as like yards and all that touchdowns and whatever. Like he's like first or second, like all that stuff in Texas. And Texas has some good quarterbacks. Yeah. So I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, Vince Young, Colt McCoy. I mean, solid, solid Texas legends, like in forms of the record books. Those are great Texas quarterbacks, and Sam Ellinger being oh, at the top of that's pretty great. Yeah. Says a lot. Almost said Peyton Manning, but I realize that's Tennessee. They also they were talking about like potentially trading. Uh, I think like Minshew's name was in there, Mariota, and then uh, Nick Foles. What do you guys feel about that? We'll say that again. So the they were they were talking about the Colts potentially trading for a quarterback maybe to fill in while Wentz is out. And I know, like, Mariota's name was in there. Minchu and Foles were kind of the top People three. Everybody's going to be Garoppolo around. Nah, so... We don't need to trade. We, we're not... No, here, here's the thing. is like, it's not... What I think is it's not a big deal right now. Like, it, it kind of sucks because we have a Super Bowl potential team. But what sucks is... is or what doesn't suck is Jacob Eason... You know, he's been around these guys. He knows what he's doing, but he's just never been in the actual NFL game. Yeah. So I like they got, for example, we have written down, there's a lot of screen passes they do. So Jacob Eason, you got Naheem Hines to check down to. That's one thing. You got the, one of the well, best running backs What we have down is his first day in training camp was just check down screen day. They didn't try a lot of special stuff. That's what that was for. Oh, my bad. I read that. But still, though, like, we, we run a lot of screens if you watch Phil Rivers. Like, yeah. a lot of short passes. It's nothing crazy. He doesn't need to do something crazy if he doesn't have to. Like, we got the best running back, best O-line, top defense. Probably the best defense. It's, uh, uh, it's up there. Top three. But top five. Top fantasy, five. Hey, in fantasy last year, it was, it was number one. So, But, yeah, I did like what you were getting at. We don't need Jacob Eason to come out here until Wentz comes back and try and sling for 300, four touchdowns. Just do what he needs to do. Our run game is going to do their thing. It's not 11 the and 5 situation. with full rivers, bro. Facts. <laughs> I like that. That's such a good thing to say. Like, for, this shows you this cold it, it is, but, I mean, we're not. Let, let's not say that when our quarterback right now is an unknown. I know, like, I know. Philip like, Rivers is definitely a respectable quarterback and was respectable because that's, that's what I worry about. I worry about. Like, in my in my head, it's like yeah, let's just pound the rock like over and over again. No matter like if if we're not for sure on our quarterback, back. but at the same time, I feel like uh, those, like at times where Rivers wasn't playing that good and we weren't throwing the ball down the field is also when our run game I feel like wasn't the best, just because I feel like teams were stacking the box because yeah. they know we're going to be heavy and we're not going to move the ball. So like at some point, like like first few games, like maybe like keeping everything short or whatnot, it's going to work. But if he's if Wentz is out for you know potentially like you said like six games or something like that and at some point the downfield threat has to be there from the quarterback because then teams are just they're like okay well they're gonna run the ball 50 times let's put yeah. eight guys in the box kind of making it a little exciting i like it i mean it's if exciting you, if Eason come... but there's just so much uncertainty which kind of sucks i know but like you said and what i have here is what happens if Eason comes in and shines like we got into that untapped potential we see what jacob Eason is then where does that put us yeah, so what if Eason comes out there and like this is like completely in the stars? Like, on, let's just say for the people listening, if you guys don't know the Colts' schedule offhand, their first two weeks they're playing Seattle's defense and the Rams' defense. 
Granted, it's gonna is gonna be at home. You're not gonna have to go to those venues, but that's tough out the gate. And then you're in Tennessee the third week. That's gonna be tough out the gate for Eason. But what happens if he comes in and just gets it done? So if he goes, let's say this is crazy, but like if you get in the situation where Jacob Eason, I mean even the Sam Ellinger maybe comes out and they just ball out like we're talking like just balling like we don't even, we don't even want to wait like in consideration to Carson Wentz when he comes back would we even want him to be back on the field like that crazy what do you do <laughs> oh man but that that's way over our heads but like yeah, still but you gotta think like I ju- I'm gonna repeat what I just said if he balls out and you see that he balled out on those two defenses out the gate that's like okay maybe this guy is special look at what Justin Herbert did last year yeah I know that's that's one thing and the thing is though is like they weren't Jacob, when I say that they weren't gonna go with Justin Herbert out the gate. Then he got his chance because uh, I think it was Tyrod Taylor. I think we've discussed it. Got it, that punch or punch. Yeah, sped up the process of getting Justin Herbert out the field. He does good. They stick with him. Uh, Jacob Eason. The thing was, was in the draft. I didn't have Herbert and Eason too far apart, like within skill. I thought Herbert was definitely the best quarterback in there. Yeah. But I didn't think Eason was too far, like from watching film. He's a big arm guy. I liked it. It's like the, kind of like a Josh Allen. Uh, he's, I don't know if he's as big as Josh Allen, but kind of how Josh Allen's built with his with his arm power. I think as, if he can just come in, or one of the two, either Ellinger or Eason, I think if one of them can just um, come in and just play well enough to win games, like play play like play good. I'm not saying like don't what like turn play the ball over. Play. Don't get frantic. Don't be scared then, of the moment. If they if they can do that, like they don't have to like play that. exceptionally well. If they can just play, like you said, not turn the ball over, just you know, good. I think that also helps with Wentz because then, like you said, that's a tough three games to start off. If you can get, if you can somehow pull off two of those at least, maybe one at least, at least one, maybe two. If you can yeah. pull off two of those with Eason. For Ellinger, I think that helps. That even helps out Wentz tremendously because then the Colts aren't. Like you said, you want to give him his time, but at the same time, like you're not trying to waste this year. Yeah, you're not going to try and rush so, him to get back. So if they can still come out and get some wins, that'll be huge. Just, then just they get can, some they, wins. Yeah, they can. They can Throw the tell, wild card. They tell we Wentz don't want to like, fall in a hole early. Yeah, they can tell Wentz to kind of take his time if they can pull out, you know, get some wins. But like I said, I think that's kind of a tough ask for those first three games. And kind of like what I was thinking was, some of the rumors about like you know like Garoppolo and Foles and whatever that I mean I don't know that could happen whatever they think but this is this is what I think about it is why would we bring why would we bring in that veteran quarterback from Arizona when we could have just brought in another one you know what I'm saying like what was the reasoning behind him coming and I feel like yeah, why would we bring a veteran him. quarterback to go get another I feel like we got him because he's probably one of the lowest costed veterans out there just to have around to help out Eason I mean I know Wentz is. Might help him. I don't know if he's out there or not, but like, it needs somebody out there that takes snaps. This isn't the Jets out here. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, we just—I feel like we brought him in one easy, easy sign. Not a lot of money. Just bring him in, and it's a—it's a last case resort. Okay, we have somebody on our roster that has taken NFL snaps. Sam Ellinger, yeah. Jacob Eason have it. So, I don't think we'll get down the totem pole to him. Obviously, he'll probably see some preseason reps. Maybe that's what preseason's for, um, but I don't think it's anything crazy with him. I th- and I think it's him Mill- or Jacob Eason's gonna be our guy unless he doesn't look good at close training camp, doesn't look good in preseason, and Sam Ellinger gets reps. But right now, I think Jacob Eason's in the driver's seat. 
Yeah, Easton's been grinding. I've been following him on social medias and stuff. And I mean, he's down in Texas working out. He's just always working out with the, not even with the starters all the time, but a lot of the players like you know that he came in with the lower guys. Yeah. And he's kind of working his way up there. And from what I heard from, uh, who was it? It was Zach Pascal. I was listening to the podcast, and he said that he loves wa- watching Jacob Easton come there. He said he came in there like. Basically, like, he knew what he was doing. He came in there, he owned the huddle, was like, look, this is, he tells him what to do, this is the huddle, he, he's a leader. Yeah. So, hopefully that's a good sign. On the other side with Jacob Eason is, granted, he doesn't have all this experience. We said he was a big arm guy, he's one of his strengths. His weaknesses, undoubtedly so, because he hasn't played pass rush experience, progressions, stuff like that. And going through and reading how the Colts training camp is going, apparently our edge rushers and our pass rush in general have been really good. Like, so he's getting sort of that experience. And I'm hoping our defense is going as hard as they can, making life really tough for Jacob yeah. early. And apparently, like our, our, like I said, our edge rushers, like Quiddy Pay, our first-round pick, apparently he's doing really, really Whoa. well in training camp. In the, in the podcast, Jacob Beeson actually basically said his weakness right now. He said the biggest change for him going into the NFL was simply a mental state. Like, he needs to take more mental reps. For example, he said whenever you're in college football, you look over the side and they're throwing signals up. But he said now, he's, he said it's weird because he didn't expect it. The hard part is, is be able to be a basically a listener because he has the earpiece in yeah. and they tell him what he's doing. He's not looking at the hand signals. So he has to hear it. Then tell the line. Then tell the receivers. So it's not the same where everybody can just look at the signals. I wanna, I wanna go back to like those, like the three I named about potentially trading uh, Minshew, Mariota, and uh, Foles. Like, Listen, can we not put Nick Foles? We're not getting Nick Foles. Yeah, I hate I, that. Out of, out of those three, <laughs> Mike Lennon. We're not gonna replace Wentz with Foles again. I'm not gonna break his heart. But what? I know, like, right now, I'm with you guys. Like, I don't think we need to trade for one right now. Or if, if things go okay, I don't think we need to trade for one. But what happens, do you think you think maybe those trades come a little bit more realistic if we get preseason and just Ellinger and... It's all looking bad. Yeah, they're just shit in the bed. Well, that that's then- going to depend on how Carson's doing rehab-wise. And so maybe he's... If, it's, if, if we're bad in preseason and Carson's looking like, okay, it's going to be... Week five, six, seven of the regular season, then we're probably definitely going to be some talks. But I, in all honesty, in all honesty, I wouldn't mind if you did want to trade for one of them. I wouldn't mind bringing Minshew over because if you bring Minshew over, I don't think you're going to have to give a lot because they just got Trevor Lawrence. Um, Maybe Mariota. Minshew wants to start. Mariota would be sick. I don't think Minshew has proven anything. Well, and the thing I look at it too is if you get like – if yeah, and I, I don't think – I'm not like that high on him. I just think that he would be solid enough to to play. And, he, you know, he's played with Jaguars, so he doesn't play with much weapons or whatever anyway. Yeah. But I think I think cool he would probably – Well, this yeah. is Remember the name. I just think uh, Minshew, if you bring him in, you're not – like I said, I don't think you have to give up much. And he's going to be on the same contract like Eason and Ellinger are mm-hmm. on. He's yeah. only been in the league a couple of years. He was a low draft pick. It's like a four-year pick. So if you could – and that's something, too, you could potentially, if he comes in and plays well, Wentz gets back, you could just turn around and trade him again, I think. But I think I think if they were to trade, I think that's who I'd be looking at would be Minshew. Like, yeah, Minshew – I think – the thing is, Minshew, I think he's a decent player. But the problem with Minshew is it's really – if they're grabbing somebody, they need to grab somebody with, like, that's veteran status. Minshew's not veteran status. I mean, status. I don't know if it has to be 
See, grabbing veteran quarterbacks isn't going to do anything. If you're a veteran quarterback and someone's grabbing you, like, you're not good. Like The thing is, is, like, you already got, you already got the young guy. Grabbing a veteran quarterback with the people that are available, I don't know who they are, but a lot of veteran quarterbacks that are solid or on rosters that aren't going to be moved, thinking of it's magic, stuff like that. Just stick with your rookies at that point, to be honest. Like, signing trash veteran quarterbacks does nothing. Just let the guys go out there, and if they shit the bed, let them go out there and just shit the bed, and maybe sheets will be cleaned the next day. You don't know. <laughs> I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be out long enough for us to panic. I, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, I'm going to put my guess max four weeks. I think he'll be okay ready by week one, but they're going to play it safe. Maybe one or two weeks, maybe week three. I don't think it's going to be anything that crazy. Knowing what I've heard, basically it's going to start. So basically, we got like a month, right, until football starts. So like, I'm going to say five weeks, weeks. Six weeks from yesterday's oh, week one. So yeah, it could play be a week. This safe. next week, next week, like Andrew Luck. Every time he was hurt, man, it was like, oh, maybe a That's week. Chris oh, Ballard, he's out though. for the he's season. Such a, he's such a long-term guy. He's out never going to make a big change to fix in the moment. But I don't think this the injury is that severe to wait that long. I think he's going to be back fine. That's my I hope thing. so. I'm saying I hope so, but yeah. well, I, and I think I think if anything too, it's like you guys said, he's gonna play a long term game. Carson's still young. He's still good. he's gonna be under contract. For, he's gonna be under contract for a little bit. So, I mean, that's the thing is, I think like if it comes down to it, which I don't think it will. I think they're willing to scrap this year if they're gonna keep Wentz healthy to keep Wentz healthy, and not not like scrap the year. Obviously, you're gonna still like go out there and try to win. But as far as like um, trying to keep Carson healthy and keep him in Indy for a while because, like I said, he's still young. He's still going to be under contract. I think, like, he's going to have to – I think he's going to have to be, like, 100% ready to go back, 100% healthy. I, I don't think they're going to rush anything. Yeah. But like I said, though, part of me thinks I, – I, I told you guys this earlier. I think part of me feels like it won't be that long just because, like, they were giving him an option to just try to play on it. Yeah. So part of me, like, hopefully that, that means something good. Yeah, they took the weekend to discuss, okay, you have you can probably play on this, but like we said earlier, let's just get it out of the way so it's not even in, in question as, let's say, the Colts are doing really good throughout the season. You don't want an injury to come up in, in December or late November or even towards the playoffs that it's a, it's his foot. So they rather have Wentz it went back, And they said Wentz went back and forth with it like the whole weekend on whether like to play or not. So, I mean, part of him wanted to play, but like I said, I think this is the right decision just because it is, it just sucks as a fan. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I, if, if it was ready to go, like just in like a practice where, you know, he's not really getting hit that, that just means if he played on it, I mean, the first hit he takes in like an actual game or something like that could, could put could have put him out for the season and probably. Just look, he didn't even have to get hit for the injury to pop up. It was non-contact. You're one weird plant, or he he's a rollout quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. That's it gets dangerous if you just leave it alone. So let's get past uh, the Colts. Yeah, that was, that was a good discussion. It just sucks. We just had to spend over 20 minutes talking about a, a Colts quarterback. Injury. And we're about to get right back and do another injury talk. Yeah, this one's not crazy, though. I think it'll be fine. Uh, Eagles rookie, who we're all high on, Devontae Smith, uh, will miss two to three weeks with an MCL sprain. So just suffered in training camp. I think he'll be all right, just out two to three weeks. kind of sucks. It's just one of those things that, like, it seems like you, know, you get an MCL sprain this week, and then you're out for a couple weeks, and then it's like, 
you just know that's going to tweak again eventually. Yeah, like. especially a rookie. You, you just want no yeah. setbacks in your progression to start the league. So I think it'll be fine. But just another just another rookie uh, injury here. Yep. All right, more and then more on the Rodgers update. Moving on from the we last podcast. We finally got podcast. some solid stuff with Aaron Rodgers. No more speculation. So 2022 will be the final year of his contract. And... He thought about retirement in the offseason. I don't, I don't know if he really did or not. I mean, I know he's going to be on, what was it, Jeopardy maybe he was supposed to be on? I like the move with Randall Cobb, though. With them bringing Randall Cobb in with Aaron Rodgers, that was a great move because I feel like Aaron Rodgers now feels more at home, not just, you know, grumpy old Rodgers. So, but Randall Cobb thing, they said they're trying to help. They're trying to help Rodgers. I don't think it really, in skill type, it's not really going to, be a crazy effect but the chemistry that that brings that brings in a lot of chemistry maybe it makes the locker room a little bit better but who knows Corbin where does this Packers team right now with Aaron Rodgers back coming off an MVP season the Packers coming off the NFC championship game again lost where does this Packers team right now stand in the NFC I I mean I think it's gonna put them right back up there like always I don't Um, think they get any worse from last year to be honest yeah, I don't. I don't really think so, either. I think it definitely puts them probably in the top three or so, at least. At least. Yeah, that's a safe. If I'm, if I'm looking at it. I think oh. Tampa Bay is probably still higher than them, and then I think after that, it's probably either them or probably Seattle. Yeah, Tampa Bay, say. Packers, Seattle, easy top three. No really order, but that's easy top three in the NFC, in my opinion. You're gonna hey, say get the Rams. Out of here. You're gonna say the get Rams. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> this guy's gonna put the Rams. Rams knew, like, number one. I was gonna say oh say something about the Rams because I knew Jackson would want me to, but they're I just probably can't. neck and neck with Seattle. But I I think Seattle's better. Dude, did you see the picture of uh, Russell Wilson? And I don't know what it was for. They like posted pictures. Oh yeah, they had the new pictures of the people like no in the jersey like for some of that football and stuff. Yeah. And Russell Wilson looked like he was on a mission <laughs> in his see. picture. His look it up, look it up, hey. like his twenty twenty one picture. That, like that, that, was my, that was my MVP pick. I'm telling you, he's ready. According to Jackson, you were picking a yeah, I, Dak I Prescott. I, like what? I saw, I saw that literally like a day ago. Like you, you guys posted something on Instagram for the for our podcast or whatever, and then I like looked at the other things you guys post. And I was like, dang, he switched Bailey and I's picks for MVP. Yeah, hey, that was my bad. Uh, if any of you guys saw that on Instagram, just know that switched and. Let's see if it's still up. Let's see if he fixed the mistake. Oh, I never uh, fixed it. I, I just left it. Just left. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Nah, it was because I, I put it up. I think I deleted it. We don't want to hear any excuse. You would end the podcast. I talk about Dak Prescott like every week. Dak Prescott's going to have a terrible year, and they're all going to be like, hey, Corbin picked him for MVP. Yeah, nice pick, Corbin, and Russell Wilson's going <laughs> to smack, and I'm going to look like a genius. But no, I think, I think Green Bay's top three. I think the Rams could be up there. I'm not very high on the Rams, but I think most of that is just because the NFC West division is so stacked that I can see all four of those teams just trading games and it ultimately hurting all four of them. Yep, because you got to remember just, that Seattle and LA Rams are in the same division. It's like the Colts and the then Titans, kind of. Then you all, yeah, and then you also, but the but that West, then you also got the Cardinals and the 49ers, and yeah. I think the 49ers, I, mean, I think they're up there too. They're I, up there, but the quarterback situation, we'll see. 
And then I think the Cardinals are good. I think if they were in another division, I'd probably pick them to make the playoffs. But they're in that division. I think it's tough for me to pick the Cardinals to win that division. Yeah. So on the Tiebreaker Podcast, it seems like every episode, maybe every other episode, we had an Aaron Rodgers discussion. We all said the Broncos a bunch of times. But one more year, he's safe in Green Bay. And his 2023 contract is – or 2023 year on his contract is voided. So he maybe next year he'll move. But he's safe in one more year with Green Bay. All you Green Bay fans, you got your MVP back. Maybe you guys can finally make a Super Bowl again. Hey, they would. Yeah, yeah, again. again. It's been a while, though. It's been over 10 years. And they've it's been like close the, multiple times. I was going to say, it's like the NFC Conference Championship like almost every year. Yep. So I want to bring this up, kind of speaking of Rodgers, but also next topic. Top 10 Madden 22 QBs were announced. They have Rodgers at 96, which is – there's a big debate on it because, you know, why would they put the MVP of the league at 96 and not 99? But I believe Rodgers is at 96. Or they the even age. put, like, why would they put the MVP of the league below somebody? If you're not going to do 99, at least have him second. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But Still I put think, Brady I over think, him at 97. I wouldn't put Brady over Rodgers at the current moment. But, like, I agree. Well. Wilson, 94. Jackson got 90. Watson got 90, which is kind of cool, but they put Josh Allen at an 88. Now, I don't remember off the top of my head, but we predicted these quarterback ratings, and I think we all were at like mid-90s for Josh Allen. I think I had him all the way up, maybe 96, but they put him at 88, which is crazy. Dak Prescott at 87, and uh, Tannehill at 87 as well. I like I like Tannehill at 87. I, I think you can move him up to 88, 89 maybe, but... We'll see how he does this year. His stats were pretty good. Uh, I can't think of – I'm trying to think of another quarterback that should be on there other they than – Matt Ryan at 85, which is crazy. But do you guys agree uh, with those? No no big outliers? The only big one, I think, is Allen is way off. That's I think Allen should be 90-something. Dak is – I think Dak is just right just because he got hurt. You can't really tell what he did last year. So maybe a little bit higher, 89 maybe. Uh, I don't like Brady at 97. I think he's like a 90 – I think you swap Rodgers and Brady. Yeah. I don't. That. I don't have a. I th- I thought Allen should have been like at least a ninety, but at the same time, like I'm not that upset about it just because the way they distributed it, like the how many guys is that six, the six guys in front of him. I think maybe like Lamar Jackson's kind of like arguable, maybe Deshaun Watson, but I think you can go like either way with those two. So that's why I'm not that mad at him being an eighty-eight, just because I think they have like the right like roughly the right six guys in front of him like i said maybe you can argue a few of those that he should be in front of but i just thought it was weird though that they dropped like from wilson on 94 all the way to jackson at 90 i think yeah. that's kind of why i think that's what kind of why allen didn't make it in that 90 range they would have given uh as if there wasn't a big a drop like a four overall drop right there i think win should be a 97 I think they showed he's like a 72 what? or something like that. Yeah, he's a 72. What? Is that a fact? Wentz yeah, is a 72, oh bro. God. We are screwed. Wait, they didn't yeah, I don't dirty. know how Wentz got that. That's, there's no way that's real. I, I swear. That's bad. I mean, that just shows you how much like some players they go off just like the previous year. Because, yeah, like yeah. Carson was terrible last year. I'm not going to lie. Wow. But I think I, a lot I respect of it. Though. 72. He's Look at his film. It was kind of bad last year. <laughs> yeah, we had that discussion that a lot of it's heavily based on the previous year because it is Madden. Like, they're just going to go year by year. Not really legacy. But a 72 is actually crazy. I would have put him at least 78. Like, I mean, I'd say he's 80s. 
I mean, just year. off of last year, like, I don't know. He, he Rookies was, come into the year with a better rating than 72. They did my man dirty. What's Jacob Eason's rating? I wonder that. I'm going to look that up, actually. Jacob, it's, I mean, it's like, let's make a guess right now what it is. Oh, I can't even find it. It says here it's 63. Yep, 63. I, I believe it. What's Sam? Is Sam Ellinger higher than him? Just because he's coming off of a hot year. And Sam Ellinger, Madden 21 or 22 rating. It's not going to show. Wait, here we go. 59. <laughs> nice. Let's go, baby. We got a 59 going up against a 62 for our oh, starter. Oh, the biggest one is how is Darius Leonard 89? Yeah. The best linebacker. Can we have this discussion for a second? Dude's argue undoubtedly at least top three linebacker in the league and you're not even a 90 something julian blackman look, 78 look at the pull up the linebacker ratings that that top 10 list and tell me who above darius leonard that they should be there because that's I bad i bet you i bet you fred warner is above him is he above him here we go so here we go um fred warner 94 levante david 93 bobby wagner 92 Mario Davis, 91. Eric Kendricks, 90. Darius Leonard, 89. Roquan Smith, 88. Dante Hightower, 87. Miles Jack, 86. Deion Jones, 86. We're the top 10. Eric Kendricks is worse than Darius Leonard. He should be over him. Derek Kendrick, Eric Kendricks is a 90. I think Bobby Wagner is worse than Darius Leonard. He's a 92. I think Levante David isn't as good as Darius Leonard. They have him a 93. This is a disgrace. To not yeah, it's even, a disgrace. That's not even a Colts bias. His raw oh, yeah. ability and, and talent—that's a disgrace to have him at I saw a thing where Darius Leonard basically had like they had like stat charts compared to all the players that were uh, above him in Madden, and it was like it was like eight of the ten stat charts was a, he had the most like interceptions. I believe he had the most. I could be completely wrong. They had like uh, his forced fumbles. fumbles. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's a ball hawk and a tackling machine. He is someone. He's a field general. He can go out there, and if you need the ball, he'll get the ball. He's not yeah. just like he can't just do one thing. He's someone that is a good, just universal player. You know what I mean? And we got him. And I think because he's on a team like the Colts, he's not getting respected. That's just, that's just blatant disrespect. I was just gonna say I think he should definitely be the top three. I think Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner are the only two that have pretty good arguments against him. Yeah. I think Levante <laughs> David's pretty good, but it's just, I think you <laughs> put Levante David at ninety three. There's not a four overall difference with him and Darius Leonard. And I was going to say something where maybe, you know, Darius Leonard missed a few games last year, but now that I'm looking at it, he did miss a few games, but he was still first team all pro. He's been first team all pro two out of three years. All right, before, before we end this podcast, I want to add this in here. So any of you guys watching, we're going to have a tiebreaker fantasy football league. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to exactly set up a huge league because depending on how many people we get into it, it's, you can't have, like, 30 people in one fantasy league. So we're going to have a fantasy league and a pick em league. And winners of all those leagues will definitely have prizes. Uh, right now, I don't know exactly what those will be, but definitely something you're going to want to look into. So look out for that. Also look out for content on our TikTok, Instagram. Uh, I'm really promoting on TikTok right now. I'm trying to give out a fantasy guide of basically how to pick the best fantasy players to win your fantasy football league. Uh, but I have a little bit of credentials on that. I won my fantasy league. I played in two years in a row. Big time. So, big you time. always had, like, the random sleepers. So I think that's a good thing if you guys are interested, if you guys are big fantasy football 
fans and you just want to learn more or get any advice to help you gain more points during the week, come here and we're your one-stop destination. Jackson's big into that. I'm not personally big into fantasy, so I don't know him a lot, but that'll be more Jackson. We're going to get you into it, Baywon. You need to, By the end of this year, my goal is to have you a fantasy god. I'm just kidding. but Listen, I'm the type of person that will do fantasy and then forget as the season goes on to keep updating my roster. I just, I just lose interest. I think it's fun because, like, when I play with all my buddies, like, in my other leagues, like, there'll be, like, three people that really know what's going on. They'll be, like, so there's, like, four of us that are really, really That's going hard. That's kind of hard. how it is with us, too. And then the other, like, four or five are just, like, I like my team. I don't want to add anybody. I'm just going to have who They're I like have. like me. That's they, me. That's me. And then they start picking – people start pick, picking their favorite players, and I'm, like – like, my buddy likes to see Hawks. He has Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, Seattle defense. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you can't. What happens when they have a bye week, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're done. I'm at least smarter than that. But I'm kind of in that same boat. Cor- I know Corbin's yeah. a big kind of fancy fan. I I just always have up and down years. I'll have, like, some years where I'll do really good and then other years where I'll do really bad. So. Yeah. You got really – this is kind of diving into a little bit. But, like, draft order also plays a big role because – like last year, I do. It's not really a dynasty league. Dynasty leagues basically where you have multiple years combined. But basically, we had some trades go down in 2019 that meant there was a big trade. I think it was like Christian McCaffrey or something for them to take their first round pick in the 2020 draft for the fantasy league. So then last year, we had a dude that got two first round picks and we did random and he got the first overall pick and the third overall pick. And we're like, <laughs> So who, he, he got who's it's a quick question, quick advice. Who's like a good if you if you have the first pick and the third pick, what are you choosing? First pick and third maybe pick. Maybe position I'm a big wise, maybe not player, but position. Who are you going for? Um, a lot of people a lot of mistakes people will do at first is pick a quarterback first. I don't do that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the only person I can even think about if you're at quarterback, but still I wouldn't do it. You want to go, there's different strategies, but the main strategy is to stack two running backs or one really good running back. Um, probably going to be Christian McCaffrey. Uh, just because he's so, he gets the catches. And he gets the catches, he gets the rushes. Receiving last touchdowns. Year, yeah, that's the big thing. I'd go him. If I had to go, if I had the first round, first overall pick, which I honestly don't even want that. I, I kind of want like a, towards the end of the first round, so you can go back to back first like a snake draft. Yeah. But then um I don't even know, so man. Like people are saying third pick, what are you picking? I'm pick oh, oh, like we had a trade going down. I'd pick though so Christian McCaffrey first. I don't know if I would stack the running back cuz if you stack the two running backs that's insane, but also if you get a wide receiver on top of that, it's pretty crazy. But I would go first pick Christian McCaffrey, second pick. That's a tough one. If we're going wide receiver I almost want Tyreek again. I think Tyreek will have another big year. You had him last year. But yeah, I had him last year pretty much. Nah, I'll tell you what. Scratch that. Kelsey, probably. Kelsey's insane. Kelsey saved, like, is the reason why I won last year. He's He was put up, like, he was getting at least a touchdown. So McCaffrey six catches. and Kelsey, I like that. McCaffrey and Kelsey, that's if, it depends. If I have no strategy, I'm going into it, it's going to be Caffrey and Kelsey. But... I'd probably stack two running backs. I don't know if I'd go Jonathan Taylor the first round. It's a little risky. Imagine. Nah. I, Maybe Derrick Henry as well. Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, you're off the board straight to Jackson's team. 
What would you do, Corn, with the two with those two picks? If you had, if you somehow got the first, like first, basically one and three picks. Uh, I think McCaffrey's pretty safe, so that that would probably be one. And then I'm just trying to think. If I had a third pick, if I take McCaffrey, I'm assuming they're probably the second person is probably going to take Derrick Henry. I would imagine. And then at that point, if I I would probably go lean towards more stacking the running backs. So I'd probably either go. It'd probably be between. Uh, I don't know. The, the second pick to me is... I don't know. They're all tough because I feel like the top like six running backs, because we're probably talking Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Ooh. Kamara. And then I would still probably even think about choosing Barkley, even though he's yeah, coming I, off an injury. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zeke would be right behind him. But, Zeke and Taylor um, my prob- the same. <laughs> my problem is... is uh, in the league that I've been in, we've been in the same league for like four or five years, and uh, Zeke Elliott, we've always had like one keeper, and he has always been my keeper in the past two years. I've gotten screwed over just because he has not really produced, so I kind of have PTSD with him, even though I'll probably end up keeping him again. Nah, time to move on, Corbin. It's time. <laughs> I want to say Kamara. Would I would lean towards Kamara with the second pick, but I, just, I don't. Drew Brees threw to him so much, but Drew Brees isn't going to be there next year. I would like to get somebody who's going to get receptions, but at this point, like Christian McCaffrey's already going to get a bunch of receptions, so I think I'd almost be like either Dalvin Barkley or Chubb. If you um, want some crazy sleepers, go look at the tiebreaker YouTube tiebreaker or tiebreaker TikTok and Instagram. You know, Just probably saw that. 